happy Monday, everyone, and welcome to the Charity Movement Podcast. My name is Kier Gladney, and I'm super excited for this new journey that I'm on regarding adding um, this visual aspect of podcasting along with the audio side. And so I'm so excited that my first guest is a friend, um, someone who I look up to and I admire a ton. She is so real and so honest. And so um, we really hit it off because she's just such a genuine person. She doesn't try to put on for anybody and she loves God. And I appreciate that as well. Um, She is a wife. She's a mother. She's a youth leader working alongside her husband in Grand Rapids. She is a businesswoman. She is an entrepreneur. Um, She has done multiple ventures in entrepreneurship and she's definitely a joy to be around for every person that knows her. So I am going to introduce my friend, Alexis Jor. Den, okay. Everybody, look. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, it's so exciting to have you on this Thank episode. You. Thank you. So, um, the reason why I wanted to do this topic is because a lot of times in church, um, we usually talk about like dating and courtship and things like that, but we all we never really get to like the first comes love, first comes marriage, okay then where we go from here? Like, how do I still like this person? Um, So I thought it was necessary to have this conversation because I want every young person that seeks to be married or anybody that seeks to be married to understand that there are levels, there are valleys, there are mountains, and there are achievements. And you really can be happy and in love and be young. Yes. So, um, so how does it feel to be a wife and a mother and a business? Like all of those things, how does it feel to juggle that? Um, sometimes, I mean, I love it. I love being a wife. I love being a mommy. I love, I love everything about the aspect of, you know, coming home every day and taking care of my family, making sure my family is good and plus taking care of business. I've always been like a go-getter. So, um, I just love it. I mean, yeah. I'm awkward, so y'all. <laughs> <laughs> you are doing that. Fine. So I'm glad that you talked about how you loved taking care of people because I think that that is a heart of a servant, especially in church as well. And when you marry um elder Gabriel Jordan, you didn't just you didn't just marry him as a man, you also married him as a minister and as a youth leader. So how was that transition from being not only stepping into a wife role, but also stepping into kind of like a, a youth leader role? How was that? Um, I would say for me. Um, I'm like a background person. I might be upfront with people that I know and stuff like that, but yeah. I'm more of a background p- person. So I'll push my husband in the background. Yes. So, um, I'm more so, so my husband, he's like a outgoing person. I'm more of a laid back person. Like you have to really get me to open up before me, for me to talk to you. So, um, that transition, I mean, I think it kind of balanced us out because okay. I'm more so of, you know, in the background, execute and making sure things is in order. And he more so is somebody that out there and he's mingling with the people. So if he, I kind of catch it, catch like, you know, you can do it this way or kind of help him, guide him into um, kind of assist him in doing things the easier way rather than the hard way. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but I, I really think that's, that you said something huge when you said that you are executing things from the background. And I think a lot of times as, wives or even people that are just introverted you don't see the power in that perspective yes i may not be the one talking but i'm also the one kind of formulating 
the PowerPoints and what to talk about. And I think that that's, that's powerful because that shows that, Alexis, you have a lot of wisdom. So where did this wisdom come from? Experience or just being in the background watching. I'm an observer. I watch everything. I know. I Sometimes I hate it, but I, <laughs> I see everything. Or so if I see something, um, I kind of be like, oh, I don't want to make that mistake. Oh, or yeah. I can do it this way. Or I can take something from somebody that added it as my own. So um, just watching people just, you know, or ask questions. I like to ask questions. I dig deep. Um, I'm very curious about things. So if I see, I mean, I, I don't actually like for me, I don't wait for somebody to invite me to the table. I automatically just go. That's good. So, so it's just like, I'm not going to wait around. Like <laughs> I'm about to business. Like, Let me in. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, and I'm like, and I'm, I'm, I'm not the type of person that just flaunt about it. I kind of like, I kind of network like behind the scenes. Yeah, that's good though. So you network behind the scenes, you're an observer, you have wisdom. So um, who who in your life has been in instrumental in you being a woman and all of these other things that you juggle? Um, I can say one thing I can say is, you know, my mom just growing up, I get the independence from my mom. Okay. Um, she is a we're seeing her growing up. She was a single mom working two jobs, busting her butt. So that's where I get my independence from. Um, being spiritually, I would say my first lady yeah. um, uh, and my mother-in-law, so, uh, Nicole Jordan. Um, she, she, I mean, I look up to her a lot. She's so meek, um, but she also is strong. Like, I mean, I don't know how to say it, but I can't find the right words, but no, she that's, loves me a that's lot. powerful, yeah. And one thing about her, um, she's she's so welcoming, but if she see you struggling, she gonna keep it real. She yeah. she ain't gonna sugarcoat nothing. So I mean, she was like she was like a mother figure to me before I even married her son. So wow. 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 So did you see that? Did you see that coming? Like, did you see that beautiful relationship between you guys? Like, did you see that coming that this would be you're now? I knew when I was in high school. Oh my God. <laughs> I am so serious. And if people don't know this, like I've been like, I mean, I had always had a crush on Gabe. Like the first year I, I came in, I got to church when I was 14 years old. Um, my brother invited me uh, to church and I was like, you know, how my brother down to go to church with him? And one day he just picked me up and I was ever since <laughs> I've been in church. So, um, I didn't like, I liked the game like a year after I've been in church. Um, and I just liked him as a friend. Like, you know, he was real cool. I'm like, oh, he looked nice, blah, blah, blah. He's a pastor. Everybody like, oh, he's a pastor kid. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we, um, I had like, we became really good friends and like, that was nothing, nothing more. So um, as that's, I mean, to be honest, that's, um, <laughs> I was like 16 and uh, I was like, oh, I told Gabe, I was like, you know, I do like you, but I mean, you kind of, nah, I'm good. <laughs> you know, we, was young, we was young, so we was being childish. I was being childish. So um, typically uh, after that, um, I we kind of like, you know, he had his little high school friends. I had my high school friends. We yeah. church, you know, fellowship. So after that, we didn't really start taking it serious until probably in the twenties when we was both mature. Yeah. Um, so yeah. That is beautiful though. <laughs> like seriously, yeah. like how many people have that story that they just, you just, 
Okay. Yeah, I knew I all that in the back of my mind. That was my husband. Like, I used to be like, oh, his dad used to say it to me all the time. I'm like, you're going to be a first lady. And I used to be like, whatever. I'm like, ever since I was like 15 or 16, I'm like, what is he talking about? But I mean, I already knew it in the back of my mind, but I never said nothing. I but you know what? That's powerful is what, like, you are dropping. I know you don't think you are, but you are dropping nuggets right now. The fact that people that are wives and that are your leaders can see the greatness in you and the purpose in you before you even were grown. Like, before you I even were grown, they were already like, this is what she's called to be. This is what she's going to do. That's That says a lot about who you are. Like you were presenting yourself as a woman of God, even when you were 16. That That is powerful. Yeah. So I, was, that. I was a firecracker too. They had to like, <laughs> get together a couple times, okay? <laughs> Happens to the best of us. Have a couple silences all here, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So you said that your mom was instrumental. You said that your um, mother-in-law was instrumental. And so do you think that that is what, those are some of the women that prepared you to be a wife and a mother? Yes. Um, oh man, especially my, you know, my mom, she's never married. So, I mean, I never had a really a role model, okay. um, a perfect, uh, you know, you know, actual foundation of family. Yeah. I mean, I, my mom, I go to my mama house, go to my daddy house. So, um, looking up to my pastor, my first lady, um, also, you know, you know, and there's a couple couples in our church, you know, that had great marriages that I kind of look, I looked up to yeah. and there was marriages. I was just like, I don't want to be that type of wife. I don't want to be doing this. Yeah. So, like I said, it was like a give and take. I would take, I would see, you know, something or, um, even before I got married, you know, um, we had a, crazy it was crazy i mean it got real busy you know wedding planning weddings can get overwhelming so so, i mean i kind of like you know took the time out um and you know focused on getting myself together mentally um because yeah i have a mouth on me So it's like, and I'm still working on it. Yeah. I mean, it took, a, it took a while for me to get to this point, like a long time. But um, through prayer, through I mean, people being real to me. I mean, I don't, I don't take it lightly. Even when people cut into me, uh, like, hey, you need to chill out with all that. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and I mean, I that's truly, real. That's what you need. Yeah, and I truly thank God for my, especially my mother-in-law and my uh, father-in-law. Like, you know, they. They not like, no, that's my son and that's my daughter. It was more so like y'all together. Yeah. Y'all better make it work type stuff. Yeah. So it was more so like, you know, I really like the realness of what, you know, what they instill in me in their counseling. Um, they keep it real. So I think that's amazing that you have a village of people that love you and invest in you. All of those things are investments when people, even people that tell you what you necessarily don't want to hear. And I think that that's one of the things that we have kind of gotten lost in the sauce a little bit because it's fine to tell someone that, oh girl, you, you look beautiful or you this or you that. But when you start, you know, 
criticizing your friends and trying yeah. to empower them to be better and not just be mediocre or to improve in what they're doing or to get off, you know, get off their high horse and humble themselves or things like that. I think that we, it's kind of hard. Like sometimes you have to kind of walk on eggshells. Yeah, especially in our generation. It's like, yeah. maybe we go by off some, I mean, some our generation, we go off memes or somebody write a status on there. They kind of, you know, I ain't gotta I, they I ain't gotta mess uh mess with her and blah blah blah. Yes. Like I got a post about reconciliation. I like, oh, we ain't gotta talk or you know, we can still <laughs> but we can reconcile too. And I'm just like, you know, that stuff type of stuff, social media can play a huge part in that. And one thing I always say is I will not never let social social media consume me. Like I might be on on Facebook all the time joking around, but in real life. Yeah. Don't play with me. I don't play about God. I don't play about my family. So, <laughs> so um, that 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 right there is like you know, our generation we struggle with that uh, realness. Yeah. Um, we can be real on on social media, but in person, we a whole different person. Yeah, we could be living a whole other lifestyle. We can post scriptures all day long on Facebook and be somewhere in the back of the car with somebody. Yes. So I'm just keeping yes. it real. So yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I, you know what? I think that when I, when we first dialogued, one of the things that I really, really loved immediately about you was number one, how honest you were. Like you were not. You said how you felt, and just like me, it was written all over your face. <laughs> but and at the same time, like I love how you are so protective over the people that you love and not just people, but you're protective over your God and how people talk about him and, and, and things like that. And for that, like, I really was like, okay, she is real. She is real because yeah, absolutely. that's, that's how you are. And it's a blessing for people to see that in you because those are characteristics of God to be protective and to, to value family to value the people around us and so where did that desire to protect your family like where did that come from did that come from your mom as well yeah it, and growing up like you know we i broke i grew up in a broken home so um when i met my husband you know he has a mom and dad so i got to look at how you know they mingle with each other so i'm just like and also you know um, where I grew up, I mean, I, my, don't get me wrong, my family, we love each other to death, but, you know, I grew up to the point where, you know, everybody broke apart, not my siblings or my mom, but, you know, yeah. everybody kind of, you know, separated, each, like, you know, everybody did their own thing or so-and-so yeah. with so-and-so, so we ain't going to go over there for Christmas type <laughs> stuff. So it was like, when I got, when I got my own family, uh, especially with my husband, I'm like, I don't that's ever happened like where, yeah. you know, we split or I always see, you know, women or sometimes they throw shots at their husband or something like that. I'm just like, I want to be on Facebook. <laughs> I hate my husband. No. <laughs> so oh. that, that's where I get protected from. And then just seeing my, especially with the family part, just seeing my husband as being a preacher kid and just being a, a leader by himself as so many people that try to come for him. Yes. And it's like, I know the, I know my husband, I know his heart. So and he's a lover and sometimes he don't see it. He don't yeah. see when people are trying to use him or trying yeah. to take advantage of him. And it makes me angry. So, 
<laughs> so I try like that's why I be on alert like oh hold on especially when somebody calling him or asking him like yeah can we borrow a hundred dollars I'm like hold up <laughs> like a couple weeks ago <laughs> so it's like to me it's just like that's why I try to protect my husband because I don't want because sometimes he can be so generous and like yeah so tired and I don't want I, I want my husband to live I don't want yes. my husband to kill itself from stress. So that's why I'm so overprotective of my husband and our family as a whole. Even with dealing with, you know, his parents and his siblings. I'm like that. His sisters, I don't even look at them as my sister in laws. They are they're my sisters. I yeah. knew them since we were little. So um yeah. I I'm loyal. A period. Yeah, period. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that's I think that that is beautiful i think that if if when my husband hears this podcast he's gonna be like see this is what i'm talking about all your <laughs> friends sound alike <laughs> that gay gonna talk about some man you know, you know, everybody everybody be cracking up like yo wife, you is so different than your wife my husband like that's how that's what keep me on my toes though <laughs> exactly and that's that's who is going to look be looking around for you and i love um even in the old testament the Bible talks about watchmen and women on at the wailing wall praying and things like yeah. that. Like those are people that are watching everything. We may not be in the forefront all the time, but we are protecting our families, our friends, the people that we love from danger, from spiritual yeah. attacks. Like even especially preachers, I always think about them because they're preaching and then you have to think about the retaliation, the people that are coming to persecute them, the spirits that are coming to attack them. And what if, if everybody is talking about them, who's in the background praying for them? Come on. You and then like even the wives that are like openly disrespecting their husbands. If everyone else sees you disrespect your husband, everybody's going to feel like they are entitled to disrespect. You're about that part. Uh, <laughs> hopefully disrespect disrespect okay so i'm a very outspoken person and before i got and i'm keeping this real because it might be somebody out there struggling yes with so when i first got married i didn't know really fully know how to be a wife gabe is my first real relationship okay so um when we first got married, I was a firecracker. I had a smart mouth. I, I, I'm doing, I'm independent. Like, I listen, you ain't telling me what to do with my money. So, you know, I even when in public, sometimes I can do something or do a gesture or I might say something like, you know, you can tell we was at the beginning of our marriages. Like, you could tell, like, it was some frisk. Like, you know, people could tell. And I remember his mom had said to me, she said, one thing, you know, as a woman, you never want to, make your you know make nobody look like you know your husband and you and your y'all y'all at that distance because that's gonna allow the enemy to come in between y'all yeah. so um that's something i struggle with at the beginning of our marriage and up until probably i would say the beginning of this year that's when i was like okay i need to really like watch it because my husband is out here preaching he praying and I don't listen. I don't want to be the cause of my husband, you know, struggling and preaching and stuff because he got trouble at home. Yeah. So, um, so that's 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 something that I truly, truly work on, and I try to, you know, anything, you know, I if we have having a disagreement, I try not to show my emotions or let emotion overwhelm me. But 
if you are struggling out there with that, get some counseling. <laughs> Repent. <laughs> Go get some counseling. <laughs> no, but seriously, I struggled with that. I struggled bad with that. Um, rolling my eyes, I used to be like, oh my gosh, like oh, I'm impatient. Or oh, we we drive together to church and he trying to do something. I'm up there looking at him like you need to come on to get home. <laughs> okay, the Lord the Lord. It is like, no, you gotta pull him to the side and do it a little discreet. Like, honey, I need to get home. Me, I should be like, no, you better hurry up with the keys. I need to get the car. <laughs> and that's how it was. And I had to like, I'm I'm as a woman, I'm learning how to just actually like do it with grace instead of yes. All. I think what that's powerful. Is. Oh my goodness. I think that that's even powerful with your your mother-in-law and how she she pulled you aside and she told you basically to to protect your your husband and not to argue with him in public and things like that and to do it with grace. I remember having, you know, basically that same conversation with my pastor's wife and I remember her basically taking me under her wing from the time that we got engaged to the time I, I, I went over their house, I slept there when I was pregnant. Like they just were very instrumental in teaching me how to be a, a minister's wife and a wife in general, because my whole mindset is just like you, like, um, okay, church is over. Um, you don't expect me to cook a whole meal. So we need, okay. to, go, we need to get Listen. out of here because nine times out of 10, especially before the pandemic, we gonna have a second church service and a third church service to, to run to. So I'm going to be hungry. Exactly. You know, my husband is one of those people that's like, I want to be there when the church opens. I want to be there when the church closes. I want to do all this stuff. I want to work hard. And I applaud that. But it used to make me so mad. And so my my past past (laughs) wife pulled me to the side and was like, listen, he's doing his job. You know, you you do a job in, in the church and, and you do, a, you know, all these things and you're a minister, too. But he has to do things to support the pastor. You have to understand that. So he she said, you got two, you got two ultimatums. She said, one, you sit here with grace and make sure you have some snacks in your purse or two, you drive your own car. <laughs> right. I, listen. Like, I don't know which one to choose. So if you don't want to go home by yourself. Right? <laughs> I want to go together. So I really just had to learn to to compromise. And sometimes I I still have to catch myself because sometimes I just want what I want. But then I have to re, you know, transfer my mind and say, listen, it's not about us right now. It's about the Lord. It's about him really wanting to serve because I would rather have a man that's serving the Lord and Mm -hmm. me having to take the back burner rather than for him to make me his everything and then leave God off the picture. Then we live in chaos. Yeah. For all the women out there, you want to be married. uh, You got to learn how to compromise, especially when it has anything to do with Jesus. Absolutely. Yep. So, okay. So this is one of my, one of my favorite moments that I've known you. And I don't think I've ever said that to you in person, other than when I sent you the questions for this podcast. Um, I, I knew that you had um, started a, a business about like a hairline. And I saw that it was basically like jumping off. Like people were ordering, people were supporting you, things like that. And after a season of time, you you made like a status or something. And you were basically saying that you were transitioning from hair to a modest boutique. 
And I remember um, coming to your church for like a panel and you told me about how you wanted to do this modest apparel and this modest boutique because modesty is something that you wanted to show women in church that they can do fashionably. And so I loved how you made a status that basically talked about how you were leaving just what was comfortable and you were doing what your passion was. I thought that was so powerful because I don't see people, sometimes people stay on like the Titanic until it's drowning and you dying and you drown, you drain because it's something that you don't love. Yes. So how did, cause that takes number one, it takes courage. Cause you already know people are going to talk and say whatever they think is happening. So yeah. how did you do that? Because I thought that was, I thought that was so amazing. Like so serious. I thought that was so amazing. So yeah. So with that, um, I was doing like a business uh, course and I had business mentors and I was, you know, when I went in, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm Lexi K beauty. You know, I sell bundles, you know, 32 inch. See me. I'm the hair plug. <laughs> so <laughs> that literally that's how I was. And people, you know, I was doing really good in it. But I, as I was talking, my business coach, um, we was talking and he was like, he just stopped me. He was like, you don't seem excited. I was just like, you know, I'm just doing something. You know, it's just the extra income. I'm like, you know, he just like, why are you doing it then? And I just could not give him a reason why I was doing hair. Wow. And I, he said, you always go back to clothes. And I, and I never noticed that in my talk. I never noticed when I would go back, you know, when I talked to him, what I really liked. And he was like, you, you always talking about fashion or how you like to dress people. Like, he like, you said you don't like to dress up, but you like to dress other people. And I was like, you know what? You know, that's always been in the back of my mind, but I always been like, you know, fearful about it. Yeah. And I was like, so one day we went to, I went to one of our business sessions and he was like, I was like, well, I don't want to do hair no more, but I'm already deep into it. How do I stop? He said, just stop. And I said, how? I'm like, I invested all of this money, all this time. I'm like, no. He like, Alexis, just stop. Be real and go for it. So I, he said, what you need to do is every everything you have in inventory, go ahead and sell it. After that, let it go and start working on everything else. So that's exactly what I did. Um, I started working on my boutique. Um, I, and the, I'm still working on it. Um, I gotta tell you why I stopped later, but uh, <laughs> I'm getting back to it. I'm definitely getting back to it. We but, need it. Okay. Because um, I need it. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I, the reason why I love fashion, because when I first got into church, um, I didn't know how to properly dress as a woman. You know, I used, I'm used to seeing, you know, my cousin, we dressing like, they dressing like little hoochie moms. I'd be like, okay, I can come to church with my little skirt on, blah, 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 blah. But as I got older, I mean, being into church and just know, I'm like, you ain't got to dress like an old lady just because you in church. Like, you can dress real cute and keep it classy and not show your legs, thighs, and all that extra stuff and still look good. Yeah. So um, that's that was my passion. And another passion was mine was that I I was very insecure. Like a beautiful one. I used to like, everybody's like, oh, you're so pretty. Like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, you know, like, oh, whatever. Like, I know I look cute, but you know, not like that. <laughs> you know, and so um, it took a lot for me to get to that place. And I wanted to 
help women get that confidence back and without having to show their body to these, you know, to social media. Like women yeah. feel like they have to dress half naked just to get a man. Like, no, you can be fully clothed. It's not, it's not what you have on. It's yeah. you. So my, my, that's my main purpose. My statement is I want people to be confident um, when they wear their clothes, you know, wear it. Uh, own it when you go into a room. Turn some heads. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So that's why um, I'm starting in a beauty boutique, um, and I came up with that name because I had to do some inner inner work. Hello. So, um, you have to do the work in order. You can't really wear nothing if you don't feel confident. Mm -hmm. So if you don't feel confident, the outfit gonna look ugly. No, nope. if somebody you, you know your outfit bad, you are gonna walk in there. And be strutting it. Ain't nobody gonna be able to tell you nothing. nothing. So, <laughs> so that's um that's how I transitioned. I had I did some work on myself first because I didn't want to be having um, a boutique and talking about inner beauty boutique. And I ain't, I ain't got no type of confidence. They like looking at me like, girl, please, you insecure. So <laughs> I, I, I always I'm always I'm trying always trying to practice what I'm preaching. So, hey, um, that's okay. <laughs> so yeah, that's the reason why I started in a beauty boutique, and I had a couple setbacks because we got, of course, we getting ready to adopt our baby girl, um, and then yeah, we got some more exciting news coming up too. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me excited because I already feel the jitters. <laughs> okay. well, I, mean, I can say it I mean we are expecting I am five months pregnant <laughs> I can say it because we announced it on Sunday you ain't hearing it until Monday so. <laughs> but yes I am five months we find out Tuesday what we have it so, yeah. Alexis congratulations oh my god I'm such a crybaby like the tears <laughs> I know Every, I've, been, I've been trying to keep it to me I've been trying to throw I've been throwing a little hints on social media but my, nobody I've been, knows listen, I've been catching them and I was like I wonder if I should just text her and say <laughs> I, I can tell her, people ask me I say yeah like yes I'm pregnant but like I haven't put it out on social media yet and that's because some of my family don't know yet yeah. And so I'm like, I don't want them to be like, well, how you gonna tell everybody else? Uh, <laughs> so I've been trying to like, I'm trying to surprise my mom. My mom Aww. finds out. She's gonna find out Sunday. Oh, Saturday. I'm gonna tell her Saturday. That's so, so yeah. beautiful. Yeah. So nobody will know till Monday. Well, till today. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, of course. Until today. Oh yeah. Make sure you edit that. Um, I am. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I'm gonna edit that out. I'm gonna edit Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Okay, so inner beauty boutique. I'm so glad that you explained why this is such a a huge thing for you. Even with whatever setbacks that you had, I just really appreciate the fact that you're still working on it. It's still something that you love and that you're embracing to do and to embark on for us. For women and so where do you see inner beauty boutique going where do you see this going um well for me personally i mean i i, I want it to be a huge you know online boutique i don't want to start front um but personally i really want to be like a personal stylist um where i i mean more work is so behind the scenes i want to be able to just come to your house and style you you a businesswoman a church woman 
um, any woman that's trying to transform her life or trying to change her life around, um, I want to be able to assist them with their fashion um, and connect with them personally. Um, and I mean, I've been got to get inboxes all the time. Like, um, can you style me for this and that? And I, and I, <laughs> I really, 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 I'm very shy. So <laughs> my husband always, you know, he always be like, you need to start, you know, getting out there. Like you really, you don't really know how much talent you have or what gift you have until you actually do it. He's like, man, people, they're going to be shocked what you can come up with. And like right this year, do like this pandemic really opened my eyes it's like man like i really do and now i'm i have gotten to the point now where i'm just like i'm just gonna do it scared everything i'm doing i'm doing it scared. so um uh right now i am working on my boutique i'm going to redo a relaunch um and end of january i'm going to it's going to be huge i'm going to go all out uh, for it. Um, and I also want to let entrepreneurs know it doesn't matter how many times you stop, keep going, take a break. It ain't easy being an entrepreneur. Um, listen, I've been trying to do this thing for two to three years, literally, but I have, I, I have a, when you have a passion for it, just don't stop. Don't let nobody discourage you and keep going. Like don't, and those naysayers, everybody that's in it, people would just, before I start doing here, people were just like, ain't nobody for to buy no weed for that much. Please, I put my prices out. People was buying that here. <laughs> so your price is your price. Don't change your price. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's my, in the boutique, I made it. It's my baby. It's my baby that's about to get ready to be birthed. That is so beautiful. I, I'm so excited for you and, Thank you. and Thank little baby girl. I know. I hope, hopefully this baby is a boy. Yeah, hopefully. that would be perfect. That would be so perfect. A little game. <laughs> Don't be a knucklehead like my just play. You going to kill me from here, that part. <laughs> Let me know if you need me to edit that out. You know, I don't want to get you in trouble today. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too okay, funny. So what is one word to describe marriage for you so far? Let me think. Um real. I would just say real. Ooh. This whole uh beginning of the pandemic between now, my marriage, we've been up and we've been down. Trust me, <laughs> during this whole entire year, and I I don't, one thing about me, I ain't going to sugarcoat it. I ain't going to be like, oh, we was in love the whole pandemic. No. <laughs> Let me just say, um, this this pandemic definitely has tested our marriage. Yes. But I could say we are at a place now where I, like, I, don't, I think I wrote a status of the day, like, saying, we make it through this pandemic, I know we can make it through anything. Because it has tested my faith, literally. So I, um, I would say we we kept it real. One thing um, we did in our marriage, um, we have to literally be real with each other. Like keep it one hundred. No faking. No no. I love you. Like these days, like man, today, like I ain't I ain't for no games with you today. 
<laughs> like we got to keep it real 100 that's all <laughs> like so we that's why i would say real we got to a point now it's like no we can still be real and keep people out of our business that's right and, and be transparent like if somebody was to ask me oh do you and gabe have a this oh girl please yeah, I'm gonna tell me up here in this house, but hey, how you doing? No, Mm-mm. but I can say this we love each other, we have loved each other. Um, but it took a lot of counseling. And don't be scared, man. My generation, they be like trying to hide, like, don't be scared of counseling, go to counseling, Listen. like, get some spiritual help and some professional help. Right. <laughs> um, and you. Prayer life, get your prayer life together too. So, um, but I, it, it it will. And not not the thing is, is I see I see so many couples, you know, yeah. especially in my generation right now, it's just you know going through a lot during this pandemic. But yeah. if you don't say nothing, you your marriage is gonna suffer. If you hiding things behind your marriage, making it look perfect, it's gonna suffer. You gotta keep it real. And that's where me and my husband is at this point. We just keeping it real. Like we need help. We struggling over here. <laughs> and that's why we was at the beginning. And we are finally at a point now where he like um, communication, how we communicate with each other, how we keep it real with each other. If we both hurt, if one of us hurt each other feelings, we not hard to say sorry. I mean, at first it was a struggle for both of us to be like, sorry, man, you mad? I'm we just gonna be mad at each other for a whole day. <laughs> we both stubborn, so it's like um, now it's like now it's like we humble ourselves. And that's beautiful. Yeah, that's beautiful, and I'll say that that is that is so true. And I I know that for me, until I wrote my book, take off the mask, I really did not. I was not comfortable with being as honest as I am now because. I'm an overthinker. I always think, well, if I say this, then what is going to happen? If I say this, what's going to happen? Like, I don't want this person to get upset with me, so I'm just not going to say nothing. I'm going to internalize it. And then out of nowhere, I would just blow up. Yeah. And it scared me to the point where I was like, okay, I need to get some help. Somebody yep. needs to help me. That's not my husband because a lot of this stuff that I'm going through is not his fault. And I think sometimes yes. we put the blame on other people for things that we need to handle with yes. God, ourselves, and a professional. Yes. Some, yes. some of these problems are not a us problem. It's a you problem. Come on. You is talking. I can tell you this. Our marriage has gotten better soon as I started working <laughs> on myself. I ain't going to lie. I kept saying, you know what? You, I kind of looked one day. I said, you know what? You about ain't the problem. It's really me. <laughs> I have to be real, like it really is me. I know it hurt, but I have to really say, yeah, it's me. It's me. Because Gabe is not one thing about my husband, he is not confrontational. He yeah. will, you know, you gotta really, really push him to really make him say something like off the wall. So I was then to me, I'm like, I was agitated, like when just kept going. So about one thing um I had to learn and still learn until this day is don't be a pusher. Don't be a you know, don't be an agitator. If you yeah. said if you say something, leave it at that. You ain't gotta keep on talking about it or saying something under your breath or you know, <laughs> that's why you know how we get in our feelings. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yes, 
it took it you gotta reckon we gotta recognize ourselves as women and and then especially if you see your husband trying to change why you why you ain't raising eyebrow trying to change you know right that's right that is right okay so before we got on to record you talked about a little bit you you talked about how your daughter has changed you as a person can you tell us a little bit about that change before we end it yeah so um when i first when i first got my daughter we it was so unexpected we got her we got, we had 24 hours to prepare for her so we got a call they basically said hey you have and she's my maternal cousin so she's my first cousin um so um they like can, can you go pick her up at the hospital we like, okay, so how old is she? They're like two days old. I'm like, I need a couple days to talk to my husband. They, the lady said, lady, listen, y'all ain't got no two days. This, she got to get discharged ASAP. So we went home. We talked about it and prayed about it. My husband was like, we doing it. Like, it was just like no question about it. Um, we went to the hospital. Um, we Ever since we laid out, we've been in love with her. So um, she changed me as a woman of how I carry myself. Everything I do now, I try to see, do I want my daughter to see me acting that way? Um, so everything that I do now, the way I talk around her, the way I treat her, um, she changed me as a, as a person. Um, and I love her to death. Um, even being humble, like, you know, allowing somebody else to help me, you know, because how I grew up, you know, my mom was a great mom, but she wasn't saved either. So um, just uh, allowing somebody, you know, to show me or, you know, let me know how to how to raise. Uh, she's one now, but she watches everything. So I try to, you know. Do every decision that I make as a woman yeah. instill some confidence in her. And I know the things that she's probably, when she's growing up, um, she's going to question her identity because she's going to be like, well, how come my real mom, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, they're going to ask that, those questions. So I want to make sure that, you know, I have myself together yeah. so that when she is growing up, she knows her her work, who she is, and even when it's time for those conversations, and she so she can get an understanding, you know who her real mother is. Um, you know she, she already knows herself, and she already has her own identity. So, and I and I see that, and I see that now that a lot of people, a lot of um, kids struggle with when they find out who their adopted parents, their adopted parents, not their real kid, they struggle with their identity. And I don't want my daughter to, she, she might have, you know, some questions in her mind, but I always want her to have that, go back to that confidence. Everything that she was taught when she was younger, I want her to always be able to go back to that. That's amazing. That is amazing. And I've, I've never heard out of all of the adoptive parents that I, I know, and that I've talked to, I've never heard anyone say, I want them to be so secure in my love for them and the lessons that I taught them to even when they learn about who their their biological parents are, they'll, in other words, they'll never feel that rejection that, you know, adoptive children usually feel once they see like, 
okay, so did my parents want me? Did they not want me? That's not even going to be a thought right. because they're going to say, even if they did, it's nothing right. compared to the love and the dedication and the lessons that mom and dad taught me. So that is that is an amazing mindset to have, especially with such wisdom. That Thank that you. is that is wisdom. Yes. And it's it ain't easy, but it's definitely worth it. And if you looking to be a, a foster parent, do it. I mean. I mean, I first of all, I, I mean, I'm only doing family members. <laughs> I mean, it's children out there that you can really, really take in. And I, I look at life differently when I handle other kids. I start to understand how they was raised. I always look at like, you know, you know, they acting out because, you know, at home ain't all the way together. So yeah. even how you discipline kids now, I look at it totally different now. So and so, yeah, that is amazing alexis it has been such a pleasure to have you thank you for having me hi Cass. i am just so just bubbled up with just oh, joy of everything you. that you've said all the nuggets that you've given i've taken notes because <laughs> I, I wanted to jot down some stuff no we you. definitely got to get together okay <laughs> I know these Kobe and Paige are trying to go up, but we got to get it in no, somewhere, somehow. Listen, we gonna have on a hazmat suit, okay? We gonna okay. come up there. <laughs> you can still be safe, but you already announced um this this bundle of joy that's coming. Um, you already announced Inner Beauty Boutique. Is there any other thing that you want to announce? And we're gonna definitely put it on. Charity Movement Podcast. We'll have you on again just so that you can push um, your boutique because we want oh, everybody to know you. about it. We want everybody to know about it. So is there anything else you want to announce, to say, any you know, last-minute pearls or jewels that you want to give to anybody? Well, I want to say, I mean, I don't have any more, you know, uh, anything to talk about my business. However, I do want to let any one women, all the women out there to know if you are not in a space of confidence if you are feeling any type of grief depression go get some help seek reach out reach out to somebody close reach out reach out to me reach out to kiara you know reach out to somebody if you've been having a silent cries you have to talk so we can so we as women can come together and help each other during this pandemic because i know a lot of women right now are suffering silently and we are here to help women not suffer silently. <laughs> That's right. That is absolutely right. Alexis, thank you so much again for being on the Charity Movement Podcast. We will be back next. Thank you. You're welcome. We will be back next Monday um, with a totally different podcast, totally different topic, um, and another beautiful guest. Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited, and I'm so grateful that you are with us and we will see you next week. Thank Bye. you for having us. Bye. Bye.